My name is Jean Gallagher and welcome to show number eight, Discover Rising Tides, how the outside makes the inside better, where we explore the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. Through this series, we'll be, make, we'll be talking to women business owners to understand their journey. And today I'm excited to introduce Andrea Spacek. Hi, Andrea. Hello, happy to oh. be here. Oh, so excited to have you. And An Andrea is many things, and we've known each other for a little while. Um, she is a, the founder of Envision Feminine Leadership, a Jungian life coach. Did I pronounce that right? It's Jungian. See, I should have asked you first. Oh, it's and, yeah. and she's a 500-hour um, E-R-Y-T -E yoga teacher as well. So, and the list is probably longer than that. But welcome. <laughs> yeah, we're so many things, aren't we? We're, it's, it's like, how do you pick one? And I know, right? I'm the type of person. I'm. It's like, why do you pick one? You know, like we we got why not why not be the full spectrum? So mm -hmm. that's, that's that's a good point. And I I never really thought about why pick one. That's a that's a good thing. And I you know it's funny as we're talk, we're here talking today. Today is an interesting day to have a conversation, especially where we're including outside after yesterday. Mm -hmm. And with what we had here locally, Andrea and I are actually in the same town, even though we're not in the same building right now, but um, we had a, a small little fire um, starting up through the canyon. And so it's an interesting day to even consider the outside based upon what we, what we witnessed yesterday. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it certainly is triggering to say the least, when, you know, we're literally seeing fires popping up all around us. And, you know, the work that, that I do and what everything I study says, the world is coming out of us. We're not coming out of the world. So if you really take that on and you see fires and craziness all around, it makes you just stop for a moment and wonder, no, mm -hmm. turn to curiosity about that. It's like, hmm, okay, interesting. I might not conceptually like really understand that, like on a um, this, you know, on a on a level that you could put into words even. But in the at the least, I hope it makes us stop for a moment and just wonder, like, what each of our parts is in this mm -hmm. crazy drama that we're seeing unfold out oh, there absolutely you know? yeah it's an interesting it's an interesting adventure to be not in control because that's what we felt yesterday we're about a mile from the beginning of the evacuation area warning area and so you know you're really not in control but you have to almost let it go and let it happen versus being wound into the emotion of what's going on. You can observe from afar and just be ready. But it was an interesting in my short six year tenure in California, I guess it's as close as I want to be to, to that kind of an event, but it was, you know, being on the other side, it's, it's interesting as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it bring I think it brings up a lot for all of us and um, that whole question of, you know, what, what should I be doing, you know, right now? I think yesterday, when it's in your backyard, there's something like, should I be doing something in particular, even if it's not looking like I need to evacuate, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it makes you, it's very uneasy. It's like, mm -hmm. huh. And I, I did have, a, I had a hard time being um, kind of present to what was going on in my immediate world, because mm -hmm. I was like, 
but that's out there. I can't ignore it, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. But we're here. And as of this afternoon, it's all under control. So that's another good thing. So, so let's, so, so tell us about your journey. Let's start there. And I really want to talk about your coaching and what you're doing currently right now, but I think that the journey is really appropriate. And, you know, a lot of that does resonate with many people. So, so tell us about where you started and, and where you're at now and, and how you went from one point to the other, or it probably looked like this and a lot of this too, right? <laughs> yeah, I resonate with the spiral quite a bit. It's like circling in, coming back out. Um, so I grew up in New Jersey, I'm an East Coaster as well, and um, pretty fast paced life going on around me, but I was always kind of a quiet person and always wanted to retreat to nature. So from the beginning of my earliest memories, like trees were my friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just always wanted to, like my happy time was always like playing outside in the, in the forest, like in the, with the little mossy, you know, fairy creatures. <laughs> um, and that never has changed for me. I've, I've always stayed connected to that, that part of me. And I think it's that, that child in me always, um, still sees the magic. So I, I'm grateful for that. For whatever reason, I was able to stay, stay tuned into it. Um, but yeah, it looked like my love of nature took me to college for environmental studies. And I thought I was going to save the animals. Like gorillas in the mist was a big, like pivotal moment. It felt like where I was like, mm -hmm. I need to go save the gorillas. And so it really started, it went, it moved into a love of animals and then very quickly, my freshman year in college, I realized it's really human beings. Like it's not the, it's not the animals that need saving some, like they do, people need to do that work. But I really felt like it's the human heart and our, like, it was kind of that question, like, why don't we care? What is it about human beings that has caused this divide between ourselves and nature? And so that just kept, you know, I've been on that journey ever since. And that's definitely um, so that spiral, like however far I go into the mind or, you know, because I've really gotten into consciousness through yoga and um, and now studying uh, Jung and psychology, I've been drawn to that for years, but it always leads me back to nature. Like I, where I picture, um, you know, my, my happy place is still outside. That's a place I feel the most calm and connected and where my nervous system can kind of reset itself. And um, it's a place I, I like to take my groups. I do a lot of my stuff outside. Like I, I lead women's circles and retreats. And I've done that for the last decade or so. And we always end up outside if we can, you know, we can, it depends on the weather, of course, but fortunately in California, we can be outside quite a bit. And um, it's, it's because I feel such a, it's an integral piece to us coming back, like remembering, I feel like if, if I can help people remember that we're a, we're a part of all of creation, we're not these separate, you know, I think we, we intellectually understand that, but we still live like we're separate and that on some level we're, um, we can live this like insulated life you know, that's not, that has nothing to do. Like we can just order stuff on Amazon and like, you know, do everything through the internet. And, you know, those can be, those are wonderful tools, mm -hmm. but it's, 
when we forget, I think that the imbalance we're seeing outside with, with, with nature doing its thing, which so yes, yeah, some of that's natural, but to the degree that like California has been on fire, for instance, and the massive flooding. And to me, that just points to there's an imbalance going on. There's a, an imbalance that we've been ignoring for so long. And I believe in my work, my calling is to call people back to their own inner like where are you personally really out of balance and where are you divided internally? Because if you follow that Eastern philosophy, it points right to that. It's like what you're seeing out there is coming from in here. Mm. And that can be difficult, you know, to kind of, well, what really? I don't think so. And it's just something to try on. It's like, huh. So, you know, I started trying that on um, after mm. teaching yoga for a while and studying um, you know, the different, the Vedas and, you know, the different philosophies. And I was like, huh. And so everything's an experiment about that now. It's like, that's what I do with my, my coaching sessions, but what, whether it's one-on-one or in groups, it's, it's like, how do we really take responsibility for mm-hmm. our life? And when we, I believe when we actually do that, for the planet it's you know it's just that old adage like it be you know the change begins with you it's just really what it is like there's you can kind of dance around it but yeah how do you how do you measure imbalance or how do you how do you help people find their imbalance yeah so um it's important to i'm happy you brought that word up because that word is challenging in that like I don't believe the goal is to be like zero degrees, like Libra, you know, where everything's perfect all the time. That's, that's a setup essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's about, for me, I'll say uh, it's about honoring. It's honoring. There's a season for everything mm. that life. Isn't just, we're not robots. Like there's, you know, wherever you live, there's still like the light changes. There's times where we need more rest, like in the winter, there's times where we have more energy in the summer and it's tuning into that. It's staying somewhat, again, bringing us back to the natural rhythms that there is, um, we're just like a plant. We have times where we're in bloom and we have times where we're fallow. And how do we find ways to honor that? So a lot of my work is about like through ceremony and ritual and um, like, how do we find even small little ways in our day um, to flow with the seasons and you know that like honoring it there's some times where um I need more than six hours of sleep like I can't do that all the time or I get really you know it affects how I um, am in the world and um you know so again I would say following the truth that which is which is what Ayurveda is based on it's very elemental it's very much about this um, like the science of life and that's, you know, it's like that, which is more focused. Yoga is more focused on how do we regulate and find balance through the breath and movement. Mm-hmm. Ayurveda is more, how do we do that through nutrition and some of these rituals that honor that we're cyclical beings. We're not just, I'm going to keep, I'm going to have the same schedule every day. And I'm going to do, you know, push, push, push which is very much how we've been conditioned in this culture. Yeah. Do you find it's hard for, I'm challenged with this. So that's why I'm asking the question. 
of being present. And does that lack of being present help also help create more of an imbalance because we're really not in tune with ourselves or in tune with, with what's going on at the moment within our, within our small little circle or our area? Yeah. Yeah. So we, like Ayurveda would call that being in Vata. Um, well, most, most Americans, Vata is the air sign, is the air element. Mm-hmm. And it's exacerbated by um, busyness and um, like eating quickly, mm-hmm. um, running from here to there. Like you can just like, it's like that upward moving energy. That's just, you're never quite settled. So you're always a little bit in, it's anxiety too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it really is the element of anxiety. So, so much of what most people need and um, why I was called to body work for which I'm, which I am transitioning out of right now, but it was that um, really that deep grounding is the, the type I did Thai massages on the floor. So it was like, I just people just nine, actually 10 out of 10 <laughs> just needed to come down because we're so, and the more. And especially during COVID, we might have slowed down physically, but we're ingesting more information mm-hmm. because we're on the screens more. And I mean, even myself, like I listen to podcasts a lot. I, li- you know, I'm watching stuff. I, I try to limit social media and I don't watch the news um, for better or worse. You know, that's, you know, your opinion, <laughs> but, but I, I don't watch TV, but I'm ingesting information quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I notice you know, that, that's that spinning energy that mm. there's only so much you can really kind of digest at, at one time. So I'm, I'm aware that a lot of people are actually more in that state of like, you know, people are, cause they can do stuff online. They're doing lots of programs and trainings and we're, we're learning a lot, which is wonderful, mm-hmm. but I don't know how much we're like digesting and resting mm. or implementing. Or taking action, right? It's mm-hmm. yeah, because there's a certain amount of analysis paralysis, or just um, you know, I need more information before I can move forward. And oh, I learned this more thing common with, with women yeah. in general. I learned this thing. Now I'm going to go learn something else, or I just listened to this thing. Now I'm going to listen to something else, and you know, I, yeah. you know, I can feel that happening too. And you get really into like I love the analogy of this the upward spinning because it does really does feel like that, mm-hmm. and in that grounding process. So, what do your t- retreats look like? Yeah, so I my retreats were on hiatus during COVID. Mm-hmm. So normally I would do at least two a year, and I was starting to do more like three or four. Mm-hmm. right before COVID hit. And I have one planned in October in, uh, in Gualala right now. And I'll talk about that in a minute. And then another one in Hawaii, but you know, it's, I don't know if you know what's going on in Hawaii right now, they're like shutting down again. And so I'm hoping that it's, it opens back up. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, it's been a challenge to try to plan things, <laughs> you know, in this time. And yet I feel so called to, um, to gather people right now, even though it's precarious mm-hmm. because we, I guess just inherently, I believe in the, like, if we're all sit, I just picture us like sitting in our houses 
ingesting all this information, trying to figure out what's going on alone. And I'm like, that's not how we're, we're supposed to be in community. We're supposed to have, supposed to sit around the proverbial fire and, and help each other, you know, find our way. And um, when we don't, I think it's, I see more negative impacts than the risk of gathering. That's just how I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the retreats look like they're always for women. I've never done a co-ed one yet, but um, I like that it just opens up a little more freedom of, you know, whatever wants to happen there. And, you know, we, we can really kind of take off the masks. That's really the, I think the biggest thing about a retreat, it creates a container that's safe for people to, bring that nervous system down. And, and I find that like this one's three nights, three days. Um, I think that's a minimum now because by the time you get there and like get settled and, and then that first day is just kind of feeling out who am I with, what's going on, even though a lot of my people know each other on some level. Um, but for this one, I really felt called to approach it more like a council, you know, like, like everyone has something to share. I want to hear from like, I want everyone to bring their gifts and their full self to this. It's not like Andrea's gonna tell you what to do all weekend. And, you know, it's like, no, no, no. We actually like, you know <laughs> what you need. And I'm asking you to tune into that. And also like the, to call forth your gift. Like we all have a medicine to offer. Mm-hmm. And it's really amazing. I do this in my Envision group where I'll just, I would, I wouldn't give them too much heads up because I didn't want them to overthink it. But like, Hey, you're going to lead, you know, a circle and, you know, next week. And, you know, you have half an hour to just offer what you feel inspired to offer. And then what would come, they'd be like, Oh, Ooh, I don't know. You know, like, uh, and Oh my God, what would come out was magic. It was like, Oh, hello. Like, <laughs> who are you? Nice to meet you. It's like this Matt, like amazing, powerful woman would step forth. And that's, I believe in that. It's like being called forth, you know, and I, and I really feel so um, deeply, this is a time, like, this is not a time to play small and to, and to like hide in the background. Like we need to take all that information that we have mm-hmm. and we need to find ways to offer it. And so when I, cause I can do that too. It's like, Oh, who cares? There's so many programs. Like no one wants to hear from me, you know? And it's that playing small thing. And I get it. It's, it's scary to step out and share who you are and what you see. Um, cause I think it's like 30% of the people love you. 30 won't care and 30 won't like it, but it's, you got to focus on the people that want what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's who you're, you're here to serve them and everyone else. You kind of have to just let that go. And that's hard, but, um, yeah, I do. I feel like I just felt really called and it came through, um, the envision group. So I, I taught yoga and led retreats for, you know, it was like 10, 15 years. I've, I've taught for 15 years and, um, I, I mean, those were always Retreats were always kind of my favorite thing because they would weave together so many different tools that I have to share. Mm-hmm. And I just love to go deep. I love when people, I feel like we just all need a space where we can be out, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, 
it's usually not happening at work or maybe not even in your marriage or your, you know, um, mm -hmm. friendship sometimes. So that's a big part, but, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, I'm, I'm kind of raising the stakes <laughs> a bit now. It's like, okay. Yeah. And, and what are you going, what are you creating? Cause we're all, we all need to start building and like, we're watching, I think the world as we know it is falling apart and that's scary and uncertain, but it's also exciting if you can start to, if you, if you can really claim what is it that you're here to build, you know, like, and focus on that. So I, I really have to, I can, it's a daily thing. It's a moment to moment thing of bring myself back. Yes. There's fires. And this is like crazy. This looks crazy. You know, it feels scary sometimes, but I'm also like, I can't hang out here too long. And that's why I don't watch the news. Like I can't focus. Cause that's a whole, like what you focus on expands. And if I'm focusing all my energy on there's fires, 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 drought, drought, drought. It's like, well, love, you know, the law of attraction says you're going to get more of that, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so whether or not that's scientifically proven, I think it pretty much is at this point. Um, why not focus on, well, what do you want to see? Mm. If you don't want to see fires, what do you want to see? So back to the balance thing. Balance to me is that we, you know, that we are, that change is the constant, that change is, um, and I think in our holding on to what we know, we can dam up the energy. We can, we can stay, we can keep something back from coming forward that wants to come forward. Mm. And, you know, so mm -hmm. that's how I don't think of it as like, there's, you're ever there, but there's a plate, there's a point at which there is some ease that mm. comes back there. You're not pushing uphill all the time. And, and you're really, you're really opening up space to let things happen. And I would think that depending upon the group that you're with or the group that's with you, the energy or the topic or what does evolve is going to differ based upon the people that are participating. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is what I love. And it's that's like, the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I really, I really like what you said. And, and if we were in a pre COVID world, it would still be an appropriate thing to say. And when you said we, you allow them to take the mask off. And so now that we're oh, yeah. in COVID land, right? Part, yeah. yeah. So we're in COVID land and, and you are literally doing it in two different ways. One is it's physically, this thing is coming off, but, but also emotionally, I think that everybody wants to take that inner mask off and doesn't know how, and you're providing that comfortable space in order to let people grow and evolve themselves. Yeah. That's the invitation, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I see it happen and I see people open up that, you know, we're really holding it together outside of that space. So I just, yeah, I really believe in it. And, um, it's, it is, it's an alchemy because everybody comes together and creates something new than was mm. there before, you know? Oh, so. that's good. I like I that. Love that. Yeah. 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 And so, so tell, tell me about the Envision Feminine Leadership. You talked about it a little bit, but where did this evolve from and where do you see, where do you want this to go and where is it right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So it came out of the dark night of the soul that was 2020. <laughs> I literally felt like I was in like a coma of just, I had let go. You know, I was, I was doing a lot before that. I was running retreats and I was teaching a lot and I was just, you know, on fire and then everything stopped. And I was like, at first I was like, okay, I'm going to keep it going like on zoom. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, and I was like hardcore, like my kids and I were hiking like miles every day. And, but then something, I just started to get really tired and I realized that I needed to just stop everything. And, um, that I had been, I had been pushing away the call to that something wanted to come through and I didn't know what it was. And I, but I didn't know how to stop like the momentum I had. Mm-hmm. So it was the perfect opportunity. And it just came through. It was like, I would just journal like after meditation and um, essentially for me, it's like the, the amalgamation of the, you know, the last 20 years on this journey through the feminine, like the divine feminine and um my it's really it feels like my coming home to myself Mm -hmm. and um then uh, during 2020 I did my first life coach training Mm -hmm. which felt like it really helped me see beyond like just like the yoga piece to this other that wanted to come in about helping people um work with their mind because that's really what we're working with is you know when you talk about change growth you know anything that you want to create you got to deal with your mind um how how often are we in our heads and i think that this past year created us up here spending more time up here than we ever have before don't you think i do yeah. yeah. And that's not necessarily positive. <laughs> no, it, it at definitely, all. yeah, it can be, it's the thing that can, you know, enslave you or it can free you, but mm-hmm. you know, most of us live somewhere at least in the middle, if not to the slavery side, because yeah, it's isolating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We get stuck there. And the, so the, the envision is it started as just a one, like one program, if you could call it that, like an eight week program that, um, I don't know, it just started coming through like how I wanted to structure it and what it, what I wanted it to be about and the journey I wanted to take people on. And, uh, it involved getting together live, but I also offered it zoom Mm -hmm. and it was kind of a crazy time. So it was, I think it was December, 2021. God, I have a hard time with the years right now. <laughs> Isn't it ridiculous? <laughs> I, I don't know. When was that? Like the last two years are weird. But it was in the winter. And it was so it was still kind of people were like, ah, you know, I don't know about getting together. And it was literally divided. Like half the people showed up and half didn't live. And it was really cool. Um, but from that, I quickly saw, oh, this is a four, this isn't just a one thing. This is like, there's a, this is a series, there's four parts. And I, I had the vision come in around, like the first one was really about rooting and grounding and it's like understanding some of the baseline things about like, what are you, 
you know, what's your connection to purpose? What's your connection to, um, like, what are kind of the fundamental areas in your life that are out of balance or feel, you know, so we were like doing will of life and we were just kind of that kind of first layer of mm. understanding where am I at, like mm -hmm. on an emotional level, as much as I think really we're usually dealing with an emotional level um, before you can go into more of the like spirit mm -hmm. but and then it um the second one was about which we just did in the spring that was about um like that feels like so long ago <laughs> so we were working with the archetypes we're working with we use the women who run with wolves which is one of my favorites i don't know if you know it Clarissa tell me about this. it the quick the quick version yeah i'll tell you the quick so the quick version is she essentially lays out she's a Jungian analyst of course because like mm -hmm. that's yeah and um she lays out the archetypal journey of a woman through her life so um it's through storytelling so there's all these she pulls myths from all different cultures mm -hmm. and the power of that is that it goes beyond the personal and it reaches right to your soul. And people, I mean, what happened in that group was just amazing because it it was like, oh, this isn't just me. Like mm. I didn't just do, like, I thought this was personal. And, you know, so many of us are like, God, we wish we knew this when we were younger, you know, like, I don't know if we would have received it, but, um, you know, these are just to realize that there is universal themes to a human life, you know, like Campbell lays out the hero's journey, which I love and follow. But there's also the feminine, like if, how, if you identify as a female, you know, and I think um, it's beyond even your sex, but, and same for men, of course. But so we focused on that and um, use, I, I integrate meditation. And in. so every week, there's a recorded uh, meditation for people to use that's specific mm -hmm. to what we're focused on. Mm. Um, and then there's journaling questions and we have a zoom call once a week where we talk about what we read and what we meditated on kind of like to like just process what we're picking up. Mm -hmm. And then we would do a live meetup outside. So we would often go to the river when there was water and it's <laughs> like so sad but we would go on a hike into the river and again like that nature piece and you know people just so many a lot of the women are coming back for this third round which starts in October but um some of them just they just like hopped right off into what they were you know they it was like they were so ready to to bloom and they, it was just the last thing that they needed to just yeah I'm here for this like I got this so it's just really cool to see um because I feel like I see right away like oh my god obviously like you can do that you're you're amazing and powerful and but we're the last ones to see it right mm -hmm. I love so that. yeah so that's that's my joy is to just I'm like oh it's right there you know and just to help them like that's not very helpful it's right there just do it it's about what's in the way you know and that's that's what coaching is coaching is like essentially uh, you're in conversation you're present with someone and it's just like huh like what about and asking that? questions yeah 
And, and it's just amazing. It seems so simple. And it's like, why can't I just do that on my own? Why can't I just do this all? Like I, I have the books, I have the, and I'm such a great example of that because I love to think I can, I don't need help. You know, that was my old Andrea. I got this. I don't need help. I'm supposed to know everything because I'm a teacher. Right. And it's like, good luck. Like, how's that working for you? You know, it's like, it's not. So yeah, um, I just struggle with yeah. some of that, <laughs> a lot of that. <laughs> it's very humbling to, to accept that we don't have all the answers and mm-hmm. we're actually not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to lead doesn't mean that you know everything. I actually think, you know, a lot of the, what we're talking about is that like that vulnerable leadership that's like, mm. I'm leading from a place of receptivity more than like the old way of top down, like mm-hmm. I know, you know, and th- there is an element of like, you need to make decisions when it's time mm-hmm. and, and stand behind yourself. But you're also like, when I think of the archetype of the queen, who I use a lot for like, when I think of a leader, it's like, she, I think of her as embodying this beautiful balance of like, she's strong and she, she has this presence of like, you know, I got this, like I'm, I'm in charge, but she relies on a council to mm-hmm. guide her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her, what she wants is really for the people, like a good queen. I think of, it's not just for her to be empowered and important. She's in service. Mm-hmm. Like her people are everything to her. And, and that's what through envision it's like, I want to call, I'm calling that back for each of us in our lives, because I do believe it's like in the end, like women really, I do, it's a balance. Um, I think at best women and men balance each other, you know, they can balance those energies together really well, but I think it takes each of us stepping fully into our power. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, like if I have, um, I think of my marriage, my, when my husband's in his masculine, like it helps me be more in my feminine. And when we do that, there's more harmony, there's more balance, you know, and together it's a beautiful dance. But if he goes like, if I'm too my masculine, he'll be more in his feminine and it feels a little off. It feels like I'm pushing too hard or, you know, so, um, I bring that in because it's not about women running the world, but it's about, I, women really do in a lot of ways run the world anyway, because they're mothers, you know, they're running their households mm-hmm. and that's where the world really is happening. <laughs> so, uh, and there's more and more women in businesses and, um, in leadership. So it's about how do we do that? How do we be leaders, but not using the same old approach like like let's not lead like men because we're not men like we're women we have a different way and I think that's it's exciting to see that starting to happen because I think what we saw for the last decade was women coming into leadership but leading like men don't you does it give it a space to give permission to um, allow the ego ego to step aside, but also allow the bravery to come to the front. Do you think? Definitely. Yeah. I love that. Mm. I love that image. Mm. 
Yeah. I mean, I, in the end I do, it's like, we're, we're ultimately spiritual beings and, um, strong egos are important. Strong personas are important, but they're not who we are. Mm-hmm. And this next envision is really about that. It's following the yoga sutras and some of the, which parallels Jungian, the, the individuation process, which is um, also known as self-actualization. And um, this is what I feel really called to share because it's about really integrating. Yes, you have an ego. Yes, you have an identity. Yes, you have, you know, all of these different flavors of yourself or your, you know, experience as a human, but ultimately your spiritual, your consciousness. Mm-hmm. And when you can tap into that and go beyond, it's like, you can still use the ego, but you're, you're using it as a tool. You're not, it's at the beginning and the end. It's not you know? driving. It's not. Yeah, it's not driving. And when it does, you're able to really just see it for what it is. It's like, oh, okay. Yep. I know why I'm doing that because, you know, I grew up in a household where this was what we said was important and we made that wrong. You know, a lot of it's conditioning from early childhood, um, which comes up first, you know, and then it's just the layers of what it means to be a woman what it means to be a man, what it means to be a professional, like all these things, they all have a story attached to them. Mm -hmm. And that story, you might still choose to do the same exact thing and be the same exact person, but it's a choice. It's not like, oh, this is just who I I have to be because this is, you know, kind of the victim of your life. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And um, we, you know, I think more than ever, we just, we have to, we have to take responsibility for our health, for our life, for, and stop relying or projecting all our problems onto everything outside of us because mm-hmm. um that's how we give our power away you know so when you are yeah i yeah absolutely giving your power away without a doubt and i don't know that we really know that we're doing that no we don't mm. so so what when you're doing this or you're having meeting in person meetings and you're bringing it outside what does the outside do to the dynamics of the conversation and does it change it and how does it change it? And you wouldn't be able to do the same, have the same energy if you were inside, right? Or would you? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I, I, it's, um, I feel a lot more freedom outside. I feel there's more openness. Um, I love having the element of the river because it's just like, it's carrying, I feel like it carries away, you know, when the hard feelings come up or the, um, the tears, it's like, it just moves it along so much faster. I feel like, um, it takes care of it. It's like, so I, I think of nature as a great transmuter of, of energy. It's just like, give it to the earth, give it to the water, give it to the fire. So, um, that's definitely true. Uh, I also feel there's, there's, um, divine messages come through nature. So there'll be lots of times where like we were sitting by the river one time within vision and this blue heron just like came and sat down and it was at this really perfect moment of what we were talking about and like, you know, um, 
stepping into you know your your power because herons are like like the king of you know the marsh or wherever they are but they're also very like um what's that word I don't know aside from peaceful they're they're just there's like a presence anyway things like that happen when you're outside and I I have that all the time I'm just in communication with particularly birds um so that I find is it's like yeah it's just a reminder it's like not to like that there's so many benevolent forces here to support us mm-hmm. and we don't have to do this all alone we can re- we can lean on them we can ask for guidance you know um and so, it's community creating right don't we yeah. all want a community and don't we all want a tribe or a community or somebody that you know that you can break down the wall and be yourself but also have an opportunity to learn to be something else too yeah well, and, it, and, and just that word commune, it's you're communing with other life forms when you're outside. Mm-hmm. There's the plants, there's the bird, you know, there's all the elements. And I think most simply, that's really, and anything I do, that's, that's what I'm pointing towards is the communion. It's mm-hmm. like, there is a power in that. There is a healing in that. Because once we feel like we're alone and we have to carry it all ourselves, that's where we feel small. That's where we feel helpless. It's where we feel scared. Mm-hmm. And we aren't letting life essentially, you know, hold us in all the ways it wants to. And I feel that from nature. I feel like even I'm, yeah, there's fires, there's, there's destruction too. Um, but geez, 99% is nourishment and support and beauty. And you know what I mean? Like, I don't, there's something beautiful and incredible about a fire too, right? Even though it's not what we want and it's scary and destructive. So yeah, so the other thing, the ob- I mean, the obvious thing and the gift is that in COVID, it's just, it, it takes away that some of that fear of breathing in the same space with each other. Mm. And, um, so I don't do masks outside. I don't like worry about it. Cause it's just, I feel, I just feel better. So that's kind of an obvious way it, it supports gathering right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, absolutely. And so tell me again, so tell me again, where and when you're next retreats are and do you have space in them or are they I do I have some space in October that one's actually filling up now mm-hmm. um and I say that's that in, because that's in roller coaster yeah right is that in Gualala I always love to say <laughs> it's in Gualala at this uh it's called Rosamond Creek Ranch it's a flower it's a 40 acre flower farm mm. but it's really what's so cool about it is you're just like a mile from the ocean, but it's set up surrounded by redwoods and the sky there. I, I planted around the new moon so you could really see the stars because they're incredible. And the last time I went to Gulala for my birthday in March and I could not believe the stars. It was like, you don't see that kind of sky here. Um, so I'm excited about that, but it's really set up for gathering and retreats. It has this huge, beautiful kitchen and 
um, it's not going to be a big group. I like my groups to be around 10 to 12, maybe 15 max, but I really feel like right now 10 to 12 is nice. It's not, you know, mm -hmm. too much. And um, yeah, three nights, uh, get some beautiful ocean air and some time with amazing women who are just sharing their gifts and insights. And I, and I, there's no doubt in my mind that we are going to leave there so filled up and so inspired. Um, and I feel that this is a time of year, especially I always do retreats in the fall, like the fall and the spring, because our bodies are pretty depleted um, this time of year from the summer and the dryness. And, you know, a lot of us are getting back into, you know, if you have kids school and whatever, if you're a teacher work. So there's a lot of vata and it's just a really nice time to go to the ocean and get nourished deeply. So that's October 7th through 10th. Um, and you can go to my website, which is the next question. We have yeah. to, yes. <laughs> yeah. You go to my website, which is tayogini.com. It's T-H-A-I-Y-O-G-I-N-I.com. And um, the other one is Hawaii. That's in Maui. And mm -hmm. this is, it's called Bowl of Light. Bowl of Light Retreat. It's a women's retreat and it's set in up on the cliffs in Haiku at this eco resort. This is an amazing place. This is January 15th through 22nd. That one's around a full moon because right from the place you see the moon rise over the ocean and it's insane. It's like whale season, which I just have wow. to be there during whale season because I'm I have a thing with the whales. But the energy is set right above this hundred foot waterfall. So you feel this power, like wow. this mana there that um, I don't know. I can't, it's hard to describe, but that is a special place. And this is a reschedule because it got, it was supposed to be in February of 2020, 2021. Yeah. 2021. And we had to reschedule. So mm -hmm. fingers wow. crossed it's happening. Yes. That one's starting to fill up again too. So okay, I'm, I'm hoping that we can go. I'm feeling it. I feel like this little spike right now is going to work itself out. And by January, we'll be okay. So let's hope. And if not, yeah. I, you know, I kind of surrender it all to a higher power because in the end, I'm not in control. <laughs> so so um, give us the website again. So it's taiyogini.com, T H A I. Y O G I N I dot com. Perfect. I and that's the my time massage and yoga background. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the best way for people to get in touch with you too. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. There's a contact form on there and you can yeah, fill it out and send me a message and yeah, just let me know if you want to connect. And I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching and um, that's open to any gender. That's really about, you know, this based on Jungian philosophy and um, which is really Eastern philosophy. And it's like, who, who am I here to be and what's in the way and how can I have more freedom from, you know, all these limiting beliefs that I don't even know about that are caging me in. So yeah, it's, it's good stuff. That's wonderful. It's been, it's been so fun talking with you and, yeah. and having this conversation. And I really appreciate your time and, and telling us about you and your journey and what you're offering, because I, it's so, so much that we all need without a doubt. And before we go, I have a question. Can you yeah. leave us, leave us with something, leave us with a thought. What would that be? 
Ava's for the thought. <sighs> Call in the water right now. Um, we don't under, don't underestimate the power of your mind and the power of your um, the power of ritual. And I, and by ritual, I just mean sitting down, visualizing rain, like the waters of the earth moving, and coming back to this area. Um, I, I I've seen it work. I've seen it quiet fires. I've seen it. You know, um, I've seen it happen. And so I just, if we could even let that in a little bit, I know it would really help because the earth's asking us to listen right now. And, um, and I hope it's gotten our attention by now, but rather than go to fear, it's like, stay in that place of like, what do you want? What do you envision, right? For what's, what's, uh, use it to create something new. And, you know, trust that that is actually more helpful than watching the news and watching everything go up in flames um, around you. Yes. <laughs> That's what I would offer. And one, I don't know when this is airing, but mm -hmm. I am, I was just meeting with someone. We're going to do a sound bath and calling in the water element in Auburn. Um, at an outdoor property, um, September 25th. So that's wonderful. This will be, this will air on the 15th. So okay, cool. Yes. I'll also go to my website about that because that's going to be a powerful, a ceremonial gathering to do exactly that. Call the waters back. Wonderful. Thank you, Andrea. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Jean. This was yes. so fun. Great. Have a good afternoon. Okay. You too.